0: This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie Deschall from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Celebration Church, we are so excited to be with you today. We're coming from South Florida and uh, we wanna bring our greetings to Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie and to all the faithful followers of Christ there at Celebration Church. Faye, we're, we're so thankful you're arranging all of this today that we can be with you. Special greeting to my buddy Carl and all the leadership team there at Celebration Church. You guys hold a special place in our hearts. And uh, every year I come back bragging on Celebration Church in Zimbabwe to my precious wife, Donna. And I wanted Donna to bring a greeting to you because I've talked to you about her so many times. She's been my bride for 55 years. And you can tell I married way up in this beautiful woman, Donna, today. But Donna, I want you to bring a greeting to all of our brothers and sisters in Africa in Zimbabwe.
1: Well, it's a privilege for me to say good morning to you, good evening, and just greeting you in the name of the Lord. And I wish I could be there in person. Someday I may be. But until then, I just want you to know that you are in our hearts. And I feel like I know you all so well. And you are definitely in our prayers. And we just thank God for how he is moving across the earth. And every morning when I wake up, I, I pray this part of the psalm. And I want to read it to you the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day they pour forth speech night after night they display knowledge there is no speech or language where their voice is not heard their voice goes out into all the earth their words to the ends of the world and so I am thankful that our God reigns across this earth and he knows, he knows you better than you know yourself. And I'm thankful that Jesus said that my Father cares more about you than the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. And I love that we can just trust the Lord in everything that that we say and do. And because he is faithful, he's faithful to encourage us. He's faithful to lead us.
0: Amen. Would you pray for us, honey?
1: Yes. Father, I thank you for this privilege and this honor to pray for these precious people that are going to receive this message. We ask that you would anoint it. We ask God that you would go before their hearts and their minds as they receive a word from you. You are our Father. You know us, Lord, and you know our needs. You know the desperateness of our hearts to know you in a greater way. So I pray that you would anoint Tom's message that it would go forth into the hearts and minds to receive all that you have for them. These precious people that we love, these precious people that you created in your image, we thank you, God, that you are sovereign and that your love reaches out to all of us. And we praise you. We glorify your holy, holy name. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Give me a kiss, baby.
0: Okay, baby. I'm gonna Lord preach, right. I'm gonna preach, I'm gonna preach. Guys, I miss you so much. I miss coming to Action Conference and being with you, so I can't wait to get back. And when Pastor Tom uh, asked me to come and share a message of, uh, from the Word of God today, I was so honored to be able to do that. And, and I understand we're all dealing right now in times of great chaos and crisis around the world. Uh, the, the COVID-19 uh, crisis that we're facing, that we're facing in a, in a horrible way right here in the United States. But beyond that, there is so much other chaos going on in our world. And there's so, it seems like everyone is so quick to tear down and destroy. But we, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, are called to be those who build up and restore. And when I thought about the message today that God had put on my heart as I went to prayer, I could not get away from this movement of restoration this movement of restoration that I believe that God has called the church. The church always thrives in times of great crisis. In the first century, when persecution came against the church, we saw great growth of the church and the impact of the church spread to the known world. It seems that every time the enemy comes against us with the power of God, we are able as children of God to persevere through that, break through that, and bring restoration and grow vibrantly. And in the desperate chaos that's going on in Zimbabwe right now, we need to be those that are building back up and bringing restoration to our nation that will impact the nations of the world. And of course, when I think of restoration, all of us go back to the book of Nehemiah. This this precious man of God, who God chose to use in a powerful way to reestablish the very heart of his nation that he loved by rebuilding the walls of the holy city of Jerusalem that have been torn down. If you have your Bibles today, turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, and we're gonna read about what actually he did. And from the principles of the day's lesson, I believe are principles for you and for me to be a part of this movement of restoration. I've entitled the message today, pass me another stone, pass me another stone, because I'm not coming off the wall, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna keep rebuilding. In the very first chapter of Nehemiah, verse four, Nehemiah gets the word of the city of Jerusalem is in ruin, the remnant of Jews that are remaining there are under constant harassment and attack by the regional enemies that they were facing and they had no way to defend themselves or to defend the holy city. When Nehemiah heard this, his heart was broken. And we read in Nehemiah 1:4 this. When I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. For some days I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. We all know this, for a true movement of God and a true movement of impact in our nation, the starting point is always starts with prayer and fasting. I know that you all have a Daniel's fast that you do as we do to begin the year. But I believe in these challenging times today, fasting needs to come back into our rhythms of our our weeks of prayer and our spiritual disciplines. Because there's something about prayer and fasting that helps us to truly discern the voice of God, the heart of God, and the spirit of God that is needed for the move we need to see a movement of true restoration take place. What we found with Nehemiah is he prayed for wisdom and favor of God that he could even talk to his king. Now remember, Nehemiah is a slave. He is a servant. He is a cupbearer for the king. So you've gotta understand in the position he's in, and servants were not allowed to address the king. The king only addressed the servants, and only then in response to a servant address the king. And in this scene, he prayed for that. God, I have the burden for my nation. That burden was so overwhelming to him that when he came next time into the presence of the king to serve him his cup, the king saw his presence was downcast. He said, this is not like you, Nehemiah. You always come with an, an, an a, you have a positive, upbeat spirit about you. There's a radiation about you. And he asked him, what is wrong? What, what is your problem? Nehemiah. And it's interesting that Nehemiah immediately prayed before he responded to the king. He prayed, "O oh Lord in heaven, help me to know how to respond to the king. Prayer is essential for us, and we must make it a daily commitment to be men and women who begin to pray for this movement of restoration and how God wants to use us, how God wants to use Celebration Church to be at the very center of this movement that's gonna bring restoration to Zimbabwe. Here's here's what I love about this story. As he goes in, God gives him the wisdom and positions him in the right place for God to move even through pagan kings. You know, God can work even through the most unlikely sources when we are so truly focused on His mission and we have prayed up and we've got the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit guiding us, and when we do that, we're, we will take uh, um, seize the opportunities that God will present to us. Let, let me give you one more scripture about prayer that I think is so important, found in Colossians chapter 4, verse two. It says this, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. With an alert mind, because see, God wants to speak to us and wants to guide us. And so along with this alertness of mind that came and this thankful heart that Nehemiah had, God guided him to the place, and then the Holy Spirit within him gave him the courage to stand boldly before the king and make this request. And and the king says, look at this. The king says in Nehemiah 2.8, the king said to me, Nehemiah writes, what what is it you want? What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven. Now think about this. The king is asking Nehemiah, what is your need? What what is it that is burning you? What what is it that that, that you want? And then, that's when Nehemiah had the courage to speak forth, but think about that. Why would the king even ask him what he wanted? Why would he turn to his cupbearer, a servant, a slave, and say, what is it you want? That tells me right there that Nehemiah had earned the respect of the king. He earned that respect through being a faithful servant. There's something about the faithfulness of our lives, wherever the station of our lives we find ourselves, in that moment of time, in this moment of time in your life, wherever you are, be faithful where you are with what you have. Whatever your assignment, no matter how large it is or how small it is, be faithful with that assignment. In that faithfulness, you will win favor. Now this is important. Look what the scripture teaches us in Proverbs chapter three, verse three and four. Let love and faithfulness never leave you, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablets of your heart, and look here. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Wow. Faithfulness, being trustworthy, being dependable, being reliable, being consistent produces an opportunity for us to win the respect of those that God may want to work through directly to help with this whole movement of restoration. Look what Nehemiah responds in Nehemiah 2.8. He says, and because the gracious hand of my God was on me, the king granted my request. The gracious hand of God is upon me. Now you there's one thing I know about Celebration Church, one thing I know about your pastors, the gracious hand of God is upon you, Celebration. Every time I come there, I feel the presence of God. I know that God is working through you. God has positioned you, Celebration Church, to be the catalyst for a movement of restoration in your nation, and you have struggled through difficult times, but I wanna tell you something, if God is with you, and remember the scripture, if God be before me, who can truly stand against me? Be faithful, be consistent, move forward, be alert, and be ready to seize the opportunity that God will have for you. So then the king grants Nehemiah his request, And he sends Nehemiah off with letters to help him get the supplies he needs from the forest. And he sends a cavalry with him to even protect him. And he comes back to Jerusalem. And when he arrives in Jerusalem, we read this. In Nehemiah 2.13, By night I went out through the valley gate towards the jackal well and the dung gate and examining the walls of Jerusalem, which had been broken down and the gates which had been destroyed by fire. He went out to examine the situation because you can't really have an effective game plan of restoration if you don't fully understand the dynamics of what you're dealing with. Isn't it interesting what it says in 2 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verse five. Look at this. Paul says, examine yourselves. What? Yeah, do an inventory. Evaluate your own life. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Wow. See, I think it's important. If we're gonna be a part of a movement of restoration to bring restoration to a nation, it has to start with making sure that we are restored within our own lives. That we must go to a self-examination before we do an outward examination. It's gotta be an inward examination. And I believe that's always true. We must always be seeking here first to make sure that our lives are in full balance with the Lord, that we're not walking in disobedience in some area, because here's what I know, God's favor cannot rest upon us if we're in disobedience unto the Lord, or if we're we're living with known sin in our life or if there's rebellion in our life, or unforgiveness in our life, God cannot work through us to the fullest extent He desires. So that's why it's so important that we examine our lives. Here's here's what I've discovered. Our passions reveal our priorities, and our priorities reveal our passions. It, it, It works both ways. So our priorities reveal our passions. So what are your priorities? You know, are the things of God really your priority? Is the work and move of God through the church your priority? You know, I know this, Nehemiah's passion was for the city of Jerusalem and for the remnant of the Jewish people and that drove him into action. That became the driving force of his life. So I think we need to ask ourselves, what's driving my life? What is that driving force? of my life. In Nehemiah, we go on to read in chapter two, verse 17, it says, then I said to them, he joins the people together and the leaders. You see the trouble we're in, Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us, I love that, come let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. One thing I know about Nehemiah, after he assessed the situation, he realized that he could not not build those walls alone. It had to take a team effort. Everything of significance in our life that we're going to accomplish requires a team effort. And the great team effort comes from the church. When the church is united together as one, it is literally unstoppable in what she can accomplish. I know that God has great things for Zimbabwe. There has been prophecy spoken over Zimbabwe that God is going to use Zimbabwe to be the catalyst for bringing true spiritual renewal to the entire continent of Africa. And out of Africa will come a revival that will sweep across the nations of the world. But we've gotta step up and we've got to accept the reality and responsibility to fulfill what God has ordained in our lives. Nehemiah knew that he could not do that without getting the people to become all in. Celebration Church, we've gotta be all in, together, united, working together, praying together, serving together to see what God wants to do in this movement of restoration. Now here's what I love about the wisdom that came to Nehemiah. He decided to start the rebuilding process by having people rebuild that which was closest to their heart and their homes. Many of them, the walls of the city was the backdrop of their own home. They literally built their homes up against the wall. So the wall of the city that was protecting the city was also the back wall of their home. So Nehemiah said, start right there in your home. Start rebuilding. Now I think that's significant. When you rebuild the house, you're rebuilding the wall. Now think about that. As we work in our own homes to rebuild the spiritual walls back up in our own home of of vibrancy and love and compassion, that will serve as a protection for our home. And when the family is strong, only then can the church be strong. And when the church is strong, only then can a nation be strong. So he got the priests to work where they would work in their segments of the city and assignments were made. He did all of this for this simple reason. He wanted everyone to take personal responsibility for their own territory. Now see, that's the big key here. We've all gotta take personal responsibility to rebuild, and that starts in our families, in our homes, in our marriages, in our own dynamics, and then it moves its way to our church. Celebration Church, we have to take responsibility. We can't rely on others to take that responsibility for us. We have to take that, and when we do that, God will work and God will move. Now, as soon as they started to work though, I want you to know, not everybody was singing, you know, songs of praise because instantly the enemy started ridiculing them and they mocked them, the scriptures say. It says in Nehemiah 2.19, they mocked and ridiculed us and they asked, what is this you're doing? Like, there's no way you can do this. You can't rebuild these walls. You, you don't have the manpower, the resource, or the ability. This task is way beyond you. Who's leading you? Nehemiah? Who? You're like, wait, wait a minute. It wasn't? Didn't he come from another land? And he was a what? A cupbearer? And he's leading you to rebuild the city? What are you talking about? I mean, it's amazing what he had to put up with. And by the way, isn't it interesting that anytime we step out to do something significant for the kingdom of God, there will be those who will mock us, there will be those who will ridicule us, there will be those that tell us that there is no way possible for this to be done. But the Bible teaches us that comes with the territory. Look what, you know, what Jesus said. I, I think it's interesting what Jesus said in Matthew five eleven. You know this, blessed are you when people insult you. Really? Persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were there before you. So this is, common turf for us that are a part of this movement of restoration. So don't let what others say or do discourage you or distract you from what God has called you to be a part of in this movement. I love this, when the enemies came and were shouting threats at the people and trying to intimidate them and get them off the wall, look what Nehemiah said to them in Nehemiah 4.14. After I looked things over, I stood up and I said to the nobles and the officials and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, here we go. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, for your sons, for your daughters, for your wives and for your homes. Celebration church, that's what we have to do. We have to fight for our families, for our sons, our daughters, our homes, for our nation. We have to be the ones that lead the battle and we start on our knees. We go to war on our knees in prayer as we make our way. And then we begin to rise up and do everything we can do to be a part of rebuilding our nation. I love this word of God that says in 1 Timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith. Bottom line is, we're in a battle for the very soul of our nation, and it starts by battling right at home to protect the souls of our family and our children, keep our lives aligned with God in His Word, and then we strengthen the church and let the church rise up to its position that God's called it to be, so that we can be men and women that are part of a movement of restoration. So pass me another stone. I'm gonna keep building I'm gonna keep working. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep giving myself where I need to be, and I'm not gonna come down off of this wall. Here's what I love about Nehemiah. When they were coming at him, he said, okay, here's the deal. Keep working with one hand and keep a sword or a spear in the other. Yeah, I think he said, let me look it here. Yeah, yeah, he said this. He said that in Nehemiah 417, those, uh, those who carried the materials did their work with one hand uh, and held a weapon in the other. Hello, I kinda like that. They, they were prepared to work, but they were prepared to fight. So we've gotta always be prepared to work for restoration, but prepared to fight the enemy of our soul in prayer and in unity with our team. And he told them also, look in verse 20 of chapter four, and when you hear the trumpet sound, join us there, our God will fight for us. In other words, we're gonna rally around one another when, there, when our trouble comes. Well, so if trouble's over here, we're gonna blow the trumpet, let's rally, we'll fight, we'll be there to protect one another, and then we're gonna move back to our position and continue our work. I love old Nehemiah. He would not come down off that wall. Do you know the five times they sent, they, they, they sent uh, uh, messengers to him uh, that the enemy wants to talk to you. He, 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 we, we, we wanna try to see if we can make a peace treaty with you. It was all these excuses. They wanted to get Nehemiah off of the wall. Here's what I know. You can never be defeated if you'll refuse to be distracted. You can never be defeated if you refuse to be distracted. Nehemiah refused to come off the wall. Every time they sent a request to get him off the wall, he turned around and said, no, give me another stone. Pass me another stone. I'm gonna keep on building. And here's what I know. Nehemiah would not allow anything or anyone to distract him. Man, that's gotta be our resolve, Celebration Church. We're not gonna let anyone or anything distract us from what we know that God's called us to be. Now here's what I note, and I wrote this down. It takes spiritual discipline and focus to rebuild and to restore. It takes spiritual discipline and focus. And we have to pray for God to help us. There were even people that came and prophesied against Nehemiah. We're not gonna listen to anything that's contrary to what we know God has spoken to us. And when God has spoken, He is true to what He has spoken. And He will see that through. He who began a good work in you, celebration, will carry it on to completion as you follow Him. And I know the call that God has upon you. Now here's the miracle story. In just 52 days, look in in, in chapter five, verses 25 and 26. So the wall was completed on the the 25th day of Elul in 52 days. And when all the enemies heard about this and all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they recognized, they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Wow. The impossible became possible in an unbelievable short period of time because the people believed the word of the Lord. They rallied around. They took personal responsibility. They would not allow themselves to get distracted. They just kept under the pressure of the moment, kept saying, pass me another stone. Pass me another stone. Pass me another stone. stone." And with that determination, they rebuilt the wall. I tell you, nothing's impossible with God working through his people who are united to fulfill his will and his purposes. But here's what I love, Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall but God was rebuilding the hearts of the people. Then Ezra got up and read the scriptures. The people came and repented of their sin, of their compromise, of their faith and they returned to the one true living God. And and revival swept through the remnant that was left there in Jerusalem. And they made a declaration with one another that from this day forward, we're gonna enter into covenant before God and with one another, that we will never allow ourselves to compromise the things of God, and the house of God and the worship of God will become our number one priority. Look at what the scripture says in Nehemiah nine thirty-eight. In view of all God had done, he said, in view of this, we are making a binding agreement, a covenant, putting it in writing and our leaders and our Levites and our priests are affixing their seals to it. In this covenant, they were declaring, God now becomes the number one priority of our lives again. Look what it says in Nehemiah ten thirty-five. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first fruits of our crops and every fruit tree. Look in verse 39 of Nehemiah 10. We will not neglect the house of our God. We will not neglect Him any longer. Celebration Church, here's the challenge that God laid on my heart. When Pastor Tom asked me to share and I went to prayer, this is what God spoke to me for you and I wanna share it with you in all humility because I believe in you and I love you so much. We are to start this movement of restoration by entering into a covenant with God, with our family, and with the church. And the the covenant is a twofold covenant. The first covenant is a covenant of prayer a covenant of prayer. And in this covenant of prayer, I'm gonna ask you to consider three things in this covenant of prayer. One, daily commit to pray for and with your family. Pray for and with your family. Men, you need to gather your wife and children around you every evening, and you need to pray one for another. You need to pray for your family. You need to pray with your family. I'm telling you, it is a powerful dynamic that will impact your life. Secondly, I'm gonna ask you every day, I think typically our lunch hour in Zimbabwe is around one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm gonna ask you to take the first 10 minutes of that hour every day and pray for Celebration Church. Pray for the church, pray for your church leaders and say, you know what? Lord, I I lift up up my church to you today. I lift up that we wanna be a part of this movement of restoration today. And then the the third part of that prayer that I wanna ask you to do is I want you to pray for yourself every day that you will have the spiritual strength to simply say, pass me another stone pass me another stone. The spiritual strength to be a part of this movement of rebuilding your nation. It starts rebuilding your home, rebuilding the church that will bring to the restoration of your nation. And the second covenant is this. I believe God's calling us as they did in Nehemiah, a covenant back to him and to his house, to a covenant unto the church. And here's the covenant with the church, simply as this. The work of the Lord will receive my first and my best. I'm gonna bring my first and my best. He is my priority. His work is my priority. His church is my priority. He will have the first of everything I have of value. He will have it. My time, my talents, my resources, my finances. God has the first and the best. And I believe when we make that kind of a covenant, a covenant of prayer, a covenant where we're gonna gonna make God's work the first priority in our lives, we we position ourselves to ignite a movement of restoration. I'm so excited about what God is gonna do through you, Celebration Church. So let me give you this in closing. Let us repent where we need to repent. Pray and be alert and be open to God and let the cleansing of the Lord and the restoration start in us first, each of us individually. It's so easy to see the faults of others, but oh Lord, reveal to us where we need to repent, where we need to change. See, repentance led to revival. And the second thing we need to do is allow the Holy Spirit then to revive us. He will revive us, that's his desire, to revive us and infuse us with his power and his spirit and his wisdom and his strength. And finally, let's get started rebuilding. Let's get started. Let's don't wait. I want you to turn to someone right now and I want you to tell them this, pass me another stone. Come on, tell them right now, I wanna hear you do it. Come on, let's go. Pass me another stone. Come on, come on, get somebody else. Pass me another stone. Because see, that's gonna be our mantra because we're a part of a movement of restoration. I wanna pray for you, Celebration Church, because I believe with all my heart, God has positioned you to be the catalyst that will initiate a movement that will bring restoration to a nation and to the nations of Africa and to the nations of the world. Father, I pray for Celebration Church in the matchless name of Jesus that name that is above all names i pray you will bless them and guide them and anoint them and father renew their their passion for the things of God and the move of God that will, that will shake the very foundations of their nation and help restore them where they need to be. And that God and his priorities will take over in the hearts of the people, in the hearts of the leadership. And Father, the church will rise up as the glorious church of God. And you will use them powerfully to bring the, the light and, and, and the truth of God to pierce the darkness and set the captives free. And the blinded eyes will be open and the lame will walk and we will declare the year of the Lord Jubilee. Father, you're gonna do a great work through Celebration Church. I pray you will bless all as we move forward in your holy name and we will apply these principles that Nehemiah applied to our life so that we can be a part of a movement of restoration. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Celebration, I love you so much. And here's my final word. Pass me another stone. I'm not coming off this wall till we see restoration. God bless. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.